you don't, I mean, I... Uh, also, the problem with firemen is you're not going to find a... I'm not interested. ...fireman period, just because, as far as facial hair. Because it burns? Allowed, no, because they're not allowed to have facial hair, because otherwise they can't wear the oxygen masks they need to wear. Oh, okay. It's that's, the same thing in the military. It's one of the reasons why... That's pretty legit. I get it. So um, you might find a mustached fireman, a mustachioed fireman. But you don't want to bang a dude that, that has, like, a boy body, even if he's got, like, muscles or whatever. What's, what do you mean, boy body? With no fucking hair. Hair is not intrinsic, is, is not requisite for masculinity. There are plenty of people that just don't have chest hair. I understand. Arm hair, hair. Um, but if, if you're asking about my preference, which I believe is what you were Ooh. doing, I'm going to tell you mm, fire person, I that say. I would rather, uh, hey, I'm more interested in a dude that uh, has hair uh, mm. on his chest and a beard and... You know. And I believe the polit- politically correct phrase is firefighter. Firefighter. <laughs> thank you for the correction. All I know is that this person is hot as fuck. I'm going to start. Lo- <laughs> I am now discovering. Is that a, is that a, a fire person joke? Is firefighter. 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 Joke. I'm going to start looking at more hot fire persons. But firefighters, they have half the fucking time they don't even fight fires. What about that? The- is untrue. Sir. Yeah, no, that's very true. They're usually, at least in the suburbs, they're also like they double as the paramedics. This is true, but what? there's plenty of structure fires that happen. What about the 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 fire people that are uh, arsonists? Like, uh, are they? Do they qualify you mean like, as fighters? You mean like Ray Bradbury style? What are you talking about here? You know, I mean, like. Um, uh, there was a dude in Waco who was a, a firefighter, but he actually set the fires. Like he was a he was an arsonist. So is he a firefighter because he initiated the fire? It's a it's a profession. So if he's yeah, technically. I mean, if he didn't put it out, that he's not a firefighter anymore. So. Right. That's what I'm saying. If you if you make the fire, do you qualify? Like. If you make the fire, you no longer qualify as a wh- firefighter. Where is you the threshold? What's the barometer? Fire starter. With, like, spiky brown hair. I'm waiting for the day where John actually confesses to deriving some perverse pleasure from cutting someone off in the middle of a rant with the intro. But until then... What makes you think that that is not today? I'm, you know, hey, I'm just, I'm just you know, the, the admission would be the important part. Just I think it. he's just more annoyed. There's, no, I don't see I just, pleasure I see, on a, I see a spot, because I don't want to have like a five minute long intro before the intro song. So if I see a pause, then I'm going to take it. So he's got... I mean, what else? What else? Do you have timer. something else to say about firefighters? <laughs> just that, like, you know... I think we've covered it. Well, I'm just saying... I've just recently thought of like oh wait i can look up firefighters that aren't just like big buff white dudes i can look up like sexy androgynous firemen and sexy lady fire- firefighters thank you sexy lady firefighters and like they're just, just firefighters that. that's what did i not correct myself sir i, I mean if, if I you want to go on a porn like site you lady firefighters any, that's like any kind of thing i'm being clear because say just saying firefighter is not clear about what it is that i found that hey I found there hey you oh, it's yeah. uh it's secretly timid <laughs> a contentious episode already apparently yeah this is going to go really well. Totally. I feel fine. No, I, I feel great. <laughs> of course you feel, <laughs> I feel fine. really no, great. Of course you feel uh, fine. So I'm here. It's, uh, it's Megs. I'm here with uh, Otiano. What's up? And John. Hello. And we're talking about uh, firefighters. <laughs> Among other things. Yeah. And featured songs of the week. Featured song of the week is something to do with fire. Uh, fire no, it's... starter from <laughs> Prodigy. <laughs> the song of the week is Jacket by Carsey Blanton. 
and I adore Carsey. Who is this person? Uh, I don't know where she's from. I know she uh, she recorded a lot of stuff in New Orleans, but I'm hesitant to say that that's where she's based out of. But I adore her because way back when she was like one of the very first musical artists that we reached out to that that you know said yes, she can use any of my stuff. Um, she's just she's awesome. She's and still you don't know where she's from. I don't know where she's from. I don't know everybody's biography, but th- so this time I saw that she came out with a new single on iTunes, and so I immediately went to my computer and typed up an email to her because we're best buddies. And I said, "Hey, Carsey, I could actually pull up the email. I was in a weird mood that night, and I said, "Hey, this is John from the only LGBT themed sex positive podcast out <laughs> of Dallas, Texas, longest running <laughs> eight years." I saw that Nine you had just recently released a single. Can we use featured on the on the show? And then five minutes later, she responded, "Absolutely." Ooh, that's emphatic. And so this, I think, the third song of hers that we featured and i adore she's kind of jazzy kind of pop pop jazz music uh she herself is very sex positive she's been on the guys we fucked podcast Ooh, i love that one yeah she's buddies with dan savage which i remember is cool. first listening to that being like i feel like i'm in my living room mm-hmm. this is the way i talk about shit yeah so um also on the topic of um not knowing anything. I feel like that is maybe a, a major uh, point of confusion between men and women, whether they're straight or, or gay, is that I'm, uh, men don't... don't uh, Obviously, you are interested in this woman. You like her. I mean, I don't mean like, you know, you're gay. Oh, uh, Carsey Blanton? Yeah, but I just mean like you are interested in her life, and yet you don't know where she's from. Oh, and Sam necessarily interested in her life. Okay, maybe that's a problem. If you, if you, I mean, I, I like her music, but um, why don't you want to know everything about? Because makes I'm busy. Oh, I got so much now. stuff I gotta do. I knew that she did some work out of New Orleans. Ooh. What more do you want from me? Well, uh, basically anything. anything well, I gave you something. More. That's really. That's I gave you minimal. the name of her song. I gave you the the fact that that we've uh, communicated before in the past. Yeah. I've I gave the fact that, that involves you. She though. is friends with Dan Savage. Okay. That doesn't involve me. I gave You're the fact that she was on the guys Savage, we fucked podcast. I don't listen to that show anymore because I found it sometimes very problematic. Hmm. I just when I when there's somebody who is doing something that interests me, I want to know all of the things about them that I can know. Get off my jock, especially when it's the featured music of the week. Okay, you're pulling a nanner right now. Oh no! Well, that sounds horrible. No, I told you that Nan would always whenever, no, I whenever we feature somebody on the, the week. The more you then... tell me about Nan, the more I feel like she and I should hang out. <laughs> Nan is pretty fucking legit. We I think have, I, we need to have. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll, I've I'm met gonna her. invite her back on. I'm gonna I've met her, her but but we haven't had a conversation. Carsey Bland, if you're listening to this, I do love you, even if I don't know your whole biography. Love is maybe a little strong. I love your music. I love your message. Did I say I love you? You did. Yeah. It's too late. You can't take. I don't it back. love you as a. I love you as a human being. I don't know you personally, but I love your music. And we are very happy to feature feature you as a song of the week. I'm so happy about that. Also, you can send us an email with all of your autobiographical information. I'm I'm poised to read it. I I bet you are. 
I'll give you that information, and then you can do a correction on the next next week's episode. Okay, we'll see if you remember. That sounds good. Since you're so, I gotta invested. know all. I gotta know all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you know all the stuff? You were on. You, you did the Porpoise Crispy podcast last week. Do you mm-hmm. know all the stuff about all those bands that you introduced? About all the bands? Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't had any uh, contact with those bands. They haven't done anything for me other than like change the course of my life. You like that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Otieno. I'm sorry, I'm still distracted by looking up Butch Firefighter. Put okay. the fucking phone down. We're <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> why don't you? Sorry, why was... don't you tell us about Oof. your week? How yeah, about let's, let's derail. Uh, let's, OT, let's put the Otieno on the hot yeah. seat now. And ask him a bunch of uncomfortable questions. Totally sure. Um, there's not much I can talk about that'll really make me uncomfortable mm. though. Oh, sorry. I, I, <laughs> I made you gulp your wines. It must have been good. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, you had an eventful week. Oh, um, I guess if you consider finally graduating from my paramedic program being Holy eventful. Shit. Um, which, yeah, that's that's that was kind of awesome. There's still some administrative this and that to take care of. I still have to take my national registry exam, but... I got a fancy certificate and walked across the appropriate stages, and yeah, the last year's been fun. And there was a graduation yeah. ceremony, and you walked across the stage? There was no, like, it was basically like, you know, the 18 of us standing around with a bunch of their families awkwardly clapped. Why didn't you invite us? Yeah, why didn't we know because that that I'm, was happening? I'm really bad at celebrating myself. What the be, shit is this? Uh, because dick. I'm really bad at celebrating myself. That is why. That is why. If you really want the answer to that, that was We are going to throw you... A punitive party. We could have taken pictures for our Instagram that I always forget to update. Yeah, what the fuck, man? I'll have a party at my house at some point. You are you, you are negatively great. affecting this podcast I, I, <laughs> content. <laughs> yes, because everybody wants that podcast content. Yes. They do, man. Sure. They absolutely do. I right. mean we're not that interesting to listen to. So <laughs> well, hey, it's we gotta be try something visual going give on. Give folks what they want. And um, I'm sorry, it's not going to be me in a fireman costume with a thong, but, you know. Firefighter. You, hey, you know, you I, will. sir, would be a fireman because. No, you'd be a firefighter. You know what? You're right. Because you're a man. It. Please continue to correct they me. They changed it. You're, you, you are absolutely correct, sir. Yes. Anyway, all of that being said, <laughs> um, that's what my week primarily consists. Well, this is actually last Saturday that um, I completed that course of study. And now I actually have fun things like time on weekdays where I can do exciting things like, you know, auto repair, cooking, um, uh, cat time spending with going to shows, uh, working on practicing various assorted musical instruments that I've been made to practice for years. You know, all the important things that I now have time to do again now that I'm not like in class three days a week and sometimes on weekends and doing shifts at... Fire stations and ambulance stations and hospitals and you know, labor and like delivery. Saving lives. You know what? I probably maybe saved like two. Like there's that one guy I res and there was somebody else who's having a really bad asthma attack. Everybody else is just kinda like, Oh look, I need a ride or uh, carry a rescue inhaler, dummy. <laughs> exactly. Just get your victim blaming is totally how we roll here on Secretly Timid. That is our default. Oh, I mean that's how America rolls. This I'm, is I'm just also a, explicitly I'm just a true. fucking patriot, all right? Don't Damn right. Don't get on my case about that. Yeah. But um no, uh it was a really enjoyable experience. But I'm also really glad that it's over. I have a lot that I can go on ad nauseum about uh, some of my concerns in regards to, in much the same way, certain professions tend to attract certain types of people, and we can talk ad nauseum about how 
certain types of people are drawn to be police officers. I think there's a lot of criticism that calls to be levied in regards to what types of people are drawn to EMS and fire. This is not to shade all the people that just helped me get through all this shit in the last year, but I think that you know if you love something, then it's okay for you to also criticize it uh, to help it be better. I think it's something that we'd have some serious conversations about. Like for every single uh, person that's been sexually assaulted that had to go to someone to seek assistance, and this is something that is explicitly handled in our course of study, is how to try to be as respectful and kind Ooh, really? and supportive to the victim as possible. They had instruction about that? There is explicit instruction about that, but it's but That's it's also alongside surprising. you can't take a shower, you have to keep your clothes on, we have to preserve evidence at the same time, which is a reality. And right. it's, they, they do try to get you to approach that as sensitively as possible. Yeah, because guess what? The first thing... That's you want to do sexual is get that assault. shit off exactly. You. Um, so I, I get that, but it is. I mean, it's, it's great that that's now handled. But just because it's taught doesn't mean that's necessarily how it's implemented or how it's. Um, you can tell somebody, yes, this is important. And it's important for you to not say these things and or say these things to a sexual assault survivor. But how is that actually rendered in the field? Or I had to experience one time where I was questioning whether and why this one patient, who in my mind should have gotten pain meds, did not get pain meds. I couldn't help but think about the fact that it is a trend in this country that if you are a black woman who is in pain or a black person that's in pain in general, you are less likely statistically to get pain meds. And I had to question if my preceptor was falling victim to that stereotype and or engaging in that practice conscientiously or unconscientiously, or if this person legitimately did not require pain meds. Um, There was a trans person who was explicitly referred to over and over again by their in quote, uh, um, a biological gender when they were clearly, they introduced themselves by a feminine name. And I, th- I think I talked about this before in the podcast. And um, they were clearly, you know, had uh, gendered themselves via their dress as being feminine. But everybody at the facility that was treating them addressed them explicitly by their, ma- by their masculine, in quote, se- uh, a biological gendered name. Um, there's cases of black folk that like if you're shot by the police and the police are saying, no, the scene's not secure while this person's literally bleeding the fuck out and you're on scene as a paramedic and the police are saying, no, you can't treat this person. Whereas if you were to be able to treat this person, they might not die. That is literally, you know, a state, uh, um, administer, a state administered ex- execution when someone is, uh, when either the cops don't call EMS as soon as they've shot somebody or EMS is not allowed to treat a patient who is bleeding out. <laughs> And that's a thing that can that the canon does happen. So again, huh. I appreciate that the field is set up to help people, but you can't ignore you can't ignore the political and or practical reality of how that's applied. The system is, is what you're saying. What I'm hearing you say is that uh, your week system, was good. Sure, is, is set up to help some people more than others. Basically, the system is set up to, uh, to be to say one thing on paper and be another thing in practice, and that line moves depending on who is being treated and the, re- and the realities, and or be they class realities, gender realities, or whatever else for that particular person, and the, the treatment can vary accordingly. And is it explicit or implicit bias? That is a long discussion we could have, and it's both in many cases. One or the other or both. But anyway, yeah. So. It does sound like a good week, though. Overall, hey, yeah, I, I've been introduced to this world. I'd like to be a part of this world. I'd like to be a positive force in that world. But I'm acutely aware of the underpinnings of said world. So, yeah, that was my week. How about that local sports team? <laughs> <laughs> you asked. Uh, John? Mm-hmm. Week? Yes. How was your week? 
Uh, Do was... not leave out your neighbor, by the way. <laughs> yeah, John. I had uh, dinner with my neighbor. It went fine. There are no blowjobs in the future. That's all I'm going to get into it because that's all I feel like sharing. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> I told you all beforehand I'm not going to talk about my neighbor because, you know, I don't want oh, to. Oh, I didn't hear that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I drift in and out. Uh, so. Um, so, yeah, long story short, that's that. Um, Can you tell us about answering the door at least? No. Okay. <laughs> I As I this, would repeat, I, I said, told the story about the fucking. I am not going to talk repair, about my neighbor you know. anymore on the show. The story's not even about your neighbor. It's about no movements. No. All right, fine. Um, my week was good. I a lot of money is just coming at me from weird places. Oh god! And I like That's it. That's horrible. I like it a lot. There are bonus like at that, your face, like people are throwing it no, at your face. I wish I got a I got a lovely letter uh, from a law office about a settlement from uh, the a long group of people. V Bank of America, a class action class lawsuit. action lawsuit. So I'm going to uh, get uh, a nice settlement for, because basically they uh, violated some laws. Do I? While get I was, those? were you a employee? Oh no, no, yeah. not no. Um, so I'll get that in April. I did, filed my taxes. What I'll was the violation? Um, uh, employment workforce stuff. They, they uh, well, clearly they. Because long not story any. short. My understanding is they had some of us classified as salaried when we shouldn't have been, and okay. therefore we weren't paid overtime when we should have been paid overtime. Got it. Um, Motherfuckers. Yeah. Eat fuckers. a dick, Bank of America. Yeah. Eat a big fucking dick. <laughs> why, why are we saying eat a dick as if it's a bad thing? Sucking dick's great. I mean, it depends. Are you talking about eating it or sucking it? So two explicitly different activities. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good. Very good clarification. Um, yeah. You don't want to. I, I thought. I, I thought eating a dick. You didn't literally mean eat one. I thought it meant. Well, no, like, not it's like, like calling somebody it. a cocksucker. You when could it's get like, a. You can order both like, online. It's a doggy treat. I think it's like saying eat shit, except it's cooler. Oh, allegedly. Um, so that <laughs> yeah, happens. I, so. I like that. That's good. Um, I played the Resident Evil Two remake. Ooh, that is making me very happy xbox um that's why like before i came up here i was playing is that shit terrifying yeah it really legit, is legit like the first time i played resident evil one on old school ps1 in broad daylight at my house with boxy ass graphics that shit still scared the they shit they <laughs> look very like 20 lifelike. years ago and the cool thing about that you can see how you know progress is you know little by little past resident evil games have had some and I don't know how, how much of this is because the creators are Japanese and how much of it is actual misogyny and sexism, but like they'll have like <laughs> special characters. Uh, they'll have like special are they mutually side costumes for, oh, for some of the women yeah. that are just fucking ridiculous. Your, the costume, well, the what, whole, was, what was her name? Anna Wong? Ada Anna, Wong, that's Ada what I was going to yeah. talk about. So Ada Wong. Who's a badass, by the way? She's a badass, but she'd have like a not, like she would, she'd, she's running around a slit like, like red opera. cocktail dress. Like an opera gown no, with with no. like the slit up to her puss puss. But like, she is holding. But she is wielding up. a grenade launcher and casually going around and fucking up. Stuff, you know, you know awesome. who is a, a non problematic female badass in Sarah video Connor. games? Uh, in video games, yeah. Um, uh, whoever it was that was in Metroid. Oh, good. No, call. no. no. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. No, whoa, whoa. because I go back and forth NES. No, shut the fuck up. What was for her a name? Shut first the fuck of all. up. 
What was her name? Tell me. Samus Prime or Samus something. Samus something. Something fucking like that. Samus No, the original NES, if you put in the code Justin Bailey, she was in a goddamn swimsuit. But that but that doesn't make the original character absolutely. That's exactly what we're talking about. You have to actively be a sexist. You have to activate You have to put in the sexist code. But it's still available. Okay. It's still available. Okay, so so the developers are problematic, but the the main character herself in her like regular form well no because in the future i have future no problem series with. of the game uh different games like smash brothers she's like in her zero she's in her samus. armor and then her outside the armor suit is like a skin type blue thing with heels. zero suit samus but uh. the point is in the original game john before you put in the code the helmet reveal that the helmet takeoff reveal at the end of the game was a big fucking deal when you went, you played through this entire game assuming that the character right, was male. Exactly. And, You're like, f- What's and this? they What's finally that? take off their helmet and it's blonde haired badass lady. So, arguably, until the developers decide to fuck around and be misogynist, the character is still, I would say, one of the better representations. Now, the idea of like, oh, look, you've, you've been damaged enough, your suit goes flying off. Yes, that's deeply problematic. Yes, it's echoed in a number of fighting games from King of the Fighters to uh, um, Akiba Strip to a whole bunch of other games that do similar things with, oh, look, we're going to beat you and your clothes are going to fl- go flying off. I'm not saying that's not problematic, but if you had to pick one, I'm with Meg. That's actually a if you good if one. you get to wear the same fucking costume and have the same uh uh you know like likelihood of success. Mm-hmm. I when I garden, I like to wear a uh, <laughs> um what Varia is it suit? a onesie uh uh what is it they with a I don't know singlet. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, it's, it's like pants and stuff, yeah. but it's all like one costume and you, uh, costume is not the word. Battle suit? Um, the fuck? No, it's you're a, talking about like a jumper. It's a jumpsuit. Of. Yeah. It's a jumpsuit. It's a fucking, it's a maintenance man's, yeah. maintenance person's yeah. jumpsuit. And, and, actually, and I yeah. garden just as well in that as I do when I do it naked. And, and actually, in the original um, never. <laughs> Metroid Prime games, that's like never a thing. And, and her, her gender is never explicitly a portion of why she's good or bad at certain things. Yes, you can talk about Smash Brothers and Zero, and Zero Suit Samus, but the original Metroid Prime games and the original Metroid minus Justin Bailey, they're a badass regardless of whatever else. Can so. I talk about Resident Evil 2 again? Yeah. Sure, sorry. So I'm this just is saying, like the point I, that I, I was trying, to, originally yeah. trying to make was that in this one, like all their little special costumes aren't problematic they're kind of normal um ada wong this go around is dressed like an fbi agent word she's like in what? a full-on trench coat Ooh. and sassy uh, sunglasses she does have some heels but i mean that's whatever it's not I do very still practical. Like fine. It's fine. i'm just gonna say i like it I don't um shit. leon kennedy they finally have given uh us gay and straight women something to look at is a sexy beach suit leon no 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 he just actually kind of has a butt this time because normally like in these games like the male mod the, flat, the boxy, male will have type yeah things. flat no ass at all and the female models will be very curvaceous so we get thick leon this time what you're yeah. saying kind of frustrating for you he, like he looks very he looks very uh realistic let's just say that they everybody looks very realistic um if leon's packets and back i'm in uh, he's he's got a little bit of a back. Now, I mean, not not like not like a like a big back, but you know, so he's got as, something you know. back there. He doesn't not look like, like a he's, follow you around in his the grocery store concave. type back. 
Although, I mean, to, to, to add to your point, though, when you had, which one was it that was in Africa that people criticized Oh, for being, God. The one she, where was, you had, yeah, she had, like, her... Her, like, super tribal bullshit outfits yes. and skimpy shit, whereas Chris was just varying degrees of tactical whatever. There was no, no like, it beach was, party It Chris. was racist. It was fucking racist. Yeah, it was racist. And or, like, the, the, uh, the one where, where they're on a submarine where one of the other uh, special forces agents, she's a female agent, she's in a scuba gear, but her whole right leg is out. Like, she has a sexy scuba gear. What's the purpose of Wait, scuba gear? To keep you warm. Let me to just, not to have your Hold whole on. leg out. Let me just clarify. Like, there is a leg, but but she's done the, like, feet pajama thing where you, like, take your leg out of like, it? No, she has, like... like <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yes, but, like, her her special scuba suit, her right leg is completely exposed. So there For is no, no purpose. So there is no leg? There's no leg. Oh, well, that's there's ridiculous. No that's it really fucking, is. I remember that's going bad. on Instagram. Is it at least like heavily tattooed and awesome? No. Or is it just leg stuck out? It's just for her to be sexy, basically. Uh, it's a very sculptural It's leg. crazy. Yeah. Like, I look at this, I'm like, that's just not practical. What are they doing? What if they did that and it was like a very, like, uh, it had a lot of, like, uh, you know, cellulite or whatever, this leg. I mean, or like something like does not exist in video games, or like hey, a bunch yes, of bruises. Right. <laughs> right? I mean, honestly, this is, this is where I'm going to go ahead and mention or um, ingrown toenail. I'm going to go ahead and mention Chun Li thighs real quick because that's was one of those weird overlaps. Where it's just like on the one hand, yeah, they sexy thighs. On the other hand, anybody that can kick like that probably has thighs like that. Do you so. know interesting fun fact about Street Fighter Two? Originally, they were going to give Chun Li a smaller life bar because she was a woman. Oh my <laughs> fucking god. <laughs> Which is opposite of reality. Yeah. We outlive you dicks, like, <laughs> by at least 10 years. So. This is true. Oh, and the new... Uh, Probably because we kill you by nagging. The new Mortal Kombat is... The, the previews are out. Mm-hmm. And I was reading on Facebook, because uh, Ronda Rousey is going to... Is voice acting Sonya oh, Blade. Nice. And I'm into that. The, the, let's say it's, it's still early. Like, the game's not finalized yet. And... Sonya Blade looks like, and a like she's a soldier, right? And she's also supposed to be middle to late. I'm 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 assuming now she's supposed to be in her forties because she has a daughter mm-hmm. that's in the in her twenties. So she's not like supposed to be like this Sonya Blade from part one. So milf, chicken. milf Sonya Blade, a soldier Sonya uh. Blade, soldier. <laughs> Sorry. Like Sorry, like was, I remember a yeah. couple of games out. Like she was wearing nothing but like a bulletproof vest, and mm-hmm. she was very busty. And it's like, and she was wearing high heels too. We're like, what the fuck are you doing, Mortal Kombat? That's not yeah, no one wears high heels like in that. combat. That's just not. It's not practical. Although I have, it's I not mean, practical. They're not even practical in an office environment. I can tell you, so. <laughs> but now true. she's practical. In the last game, she's practical. This game, she's practical too. She's wearing what a soldier would wear. One one of her costumes looks like it's like kind of workout gear. But still, uh, her Williams. tits are not popping oh. out. Mm-hmm. The fanboys fucking hate it. They're like they Sonya Blade's ugly yeah. now. Yeah, the same folks who are mad about like Laura Croft and or Shira not having like the most ridiculous tits in the universe. Yeah, I like it though. I prefer them to be because you have like Katana. She's a fucking alien. She can have her tits flopping out. I mean, because maybe on maybe her is that like on Total Recall? We have three. (laughs) Three. I was waiting for someone to bring that up. (laughs) Well, there you go. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Appreciate it. Um, so I, I the only thing, the only I other thing that happened Recall. today, like I finally, I'm finally going to buy some AirPods because, because I want them. No AirPods, like the Apple, like the wireless. Yeah. You want things. to hang Q-tips out of your ears yes. constantly and lose them all the Are time? Are you yes. afraid that they're going to get lost? This no, hang just, up. no, I'm not afraid. I have a hard I time was... maintaining cord headphones, man. Fuck AirPods. Oh, yeah. 
Well, the problem with the cord hang f- headphones, like at work, the way that my workstation's set up is that there's it's like a trip wire, and so if I move it all, like either the phone's gonna fall down or it's gonna fly out of my ears, and it's just really fucking annoying. And it's like I've got the money now, yeah. I can buy them, but I just can't. Get How expensive over, are they? They're like 160 bucks, and yeah. that's Ooh, why lose the that's shit out of why those. I don't want to buy them is because I'm like I I just can't. I it's hard for me to. To spend money on like frivolous shit like that, like there's like big ticket gotta items. be a cheaper non Apple so version. I tried it and it was only the charge is only for three hours. So, so a it's you're like going not, to lose them, and b as an IT person that is paranoid, I'm not going to lose them. Okay. I'm an adult. I can b hold on as to an IT shit. person I'm an that's paranoid about security. Um, I, I refuse to engage in any wireless communication devices for phone calls and or music listening or whatever. Oh, well, I don't, sure I don't use, I don't use my phone connection. for phones. <laughs> well, then, fair enough. But I don't want my phone conversations broadcast all over the world in some capacity on some wireless Well, today what, what happened to me, so I went to Target to, to buy these AirPods. And I looked... They weren't on there. There was like a spot for them, but there weren't any there. Because so they lost them. Damn right. <laughs> so I asked like the, the Target employee if they had any. Because you know, sometimes they have some extra stock in the back. And he's like, yeah, they're around here somewhere. <laughs> now he looked, at me, he looked at me and said... High five. He looked at me and said, oh, no, we don't. We're out. And something was so patronizing about it, the way that he said oh, it to me. Oh, you little waspy. I honestly wanted bitch. to slam his head down into the counter and break didn't. it through the glass. I didn't. So let's, uh, let's uh, now ask. Oh, um, no, we're out. I'm sorry. So let's now ask. It was so patronizing. I'm sorry that happened to you. It was so patronizing. Megan, how was your week? It was, uh, it was fine. Uh so let's you laid yourself, I believe. You hurt your finger. You have yeah, a bandage on, on your finger. That happened on Thursday. I did the uh, the Porpoise Crispy podcast with, with my the, lover, with Special John. I still love the name of that podcast. Oh man, <laughs> not my lover. Let me correct. I, you know, like he listens. Yeah, I, I know he does. Is, he listens to every goddamn episode of this yep. podcast. So I will stop shamelessly flirting with him if he says it makes me uncomfortable. I will shed a tear and be like, he's a very polite. Non-confidential. I'll probably it. never tell you that if he's I'll stop it. I think he's a cool guy, though. Oh, he's super cool. So uh, so he came over and we did the podcast. Uh, I curated this week, and I think um, this week he's he's already cure, He's already picked out the playlist. So um, Is this, like, going to be a, a regular thing? Yeah, I think we're going to try and do it weekly. Cool. He, um, yeah. Wait, he, what? Megan's seeing other podcasts? Oh. Regularly? Certainly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Making a little podcast up in here. Can I play okay. every once in a while? Uh-huh. Yeah, just yeah, of course. So you're both you have cheating his contact on contact information. You're, 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 Look, you're, man, you're both cheating on us. Hold on a second. Uh-huh. Music, music is my first, my first love affair, and then this more so whatever than, this bullshit is is my second. More so than bearded dudes. That's com- that's a different <laughs> category. That's. So, I mean, John has a beard, so it makes it very easy oh, for so me to be like, adjacent. okay, yeah, okay. Fair wh- enough, what do enough. you want to do this weekly? I'll do it. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Music? Yes. You, you, you look deeply into his it. beard and just your knees get a little weak. He's a tall, he's a tall guy. Oh, tall guy with a beard, huh? Yeah, it's not hard. Oh. Yeah. Actually, he shaved his beard off. <gasps> Was it I for that? I told you that. Yeah. Was I, it for I'm that like, beard auction like. thing? No, uh, no, no, no. Um, uh, I don't. I don't know if he wants me to share it or not. Let's not then. Let's not. Was, I don't want to make it awkward. He just. He felt like the, it was time. He felt like it. It made him like. <laughs> I don't know if anybody heard that, but I us. did. 
I, I think he he felt like it made him more professional looking to other people, which Without makes me it? sad. Yeah, I can uh, see that. That makes me sad because I can see that. Dudes with beards are very professional. Probably the most professional. <laughs> but his, Says the person who is literally obsessed with dudes with beards. But his beard was very long. It was. It was. So maybe he could have trimmed it. I don't know. Maybe he'll grow it back. I have no idea. He's, um, you know, his, he's his own man. So so we did that. I think that went, um, the podcast itself went very well. Um, and then, uh, so Thursday, here's the real story of the week. Uh, Thursday I was, I was in my office. We had kind of a slower week at work, like near the end. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday were kind of slower than usual. And I have this, uh, you know, those, those big water bottles that you like turn over and put on top of the dispenser. I have one in my office, not a dispenser, but the water bottle itself, but it's like half the size. It's not as long. It's like a, a three gallon instead of a six or a five instead of a 10, whatever it is. And because um, I drink a lot of water and uh, I have a this pump that I screw into it and you can like pump it into your water glass so I can just like drink while I'm whatever. Uh, <clears throat> but there's a there's a straw that goes down to suck the water up. But of course, it's made for a regular sized water bottle. So the the straw is too long. So, so I'm at my desk during a, you know, a slump and I'm using my Swiss army knife and I'm trying to like cut it down to fit the, the size of the water bottle I have. And the first cut went terrifically. I was like, Oh, that was surprisingly easy, but it's still too long. So I have to cut it down some more. So I was doing that. And as I was doing that, I thought, I should be more careful because this knife folds up and this could go badly. Um, which then in that moment reminded me of the time that I was walking around in an abandoned building in Kentucky and said to myself, um, this could, this could go badly. I should be very careful right before I got like a nail in my foot, Hmm. like a rusty one. Um, and so right as I thought like this could go badly, the knife folded up and like, just like cut most of the meat almost off of the left side of my right index finger. Does your, it doesn't have a lock on it. Your knife, the Swiss army knife. No. Oh, you need to get, you need to get a new one that has a lock on it. Mine has a lock. Well, I mean, what I like about this knife is apparently it's very sharp. You know, other knives can be shot. Yeah. <laughs> what, knives with locks? Is that what you're saying? Yes. But it sounds like the knife that you have. If you but, get a stab, somebody will just fold up. And like, but let's, well. not, let's not victim <laughs> yeah, but blame gonna, Megan's choice It's going to fold up inside of them, hopefully. There you go, exactly. And, and so, stay there while you run away. Uh, so anyway, this this piece is... I can show you a picture. We can post pictures of it on the, the website. On Instagram? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're really good. Um <laughs> So it almost completely cut it off, but not quite. So Your it's like stinger. No, the 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 meat on the left part here. Like it's this, always nice when your first parts bit. of your body is meat. Is it, is it when they're about to be cut off, like yeah. the leg yourself. It's nice. It's it's, it's a, this is a little meaty bit. So uh, so it's it's got this like flap, right? Oh. Did you so, need stitches? Well, okay. So so <laughs> uh, so as I said, I'm at the office, and uh, I'm like. Fuck, okay, I have a Band-Aid in my drawer. 
And then it starts like, no, no, it starts like bleeding all over the floor of my office. And bandages bleed a lot. uh, Yeah. Oh, it, as it turns out, that's true. So I'm like, by uh, the way, for the record, anatomically, the arteries supplying the blood to your fingertips are literally on the the sides. Oh, good. probably sliced an artery. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. I didn't know that, but Mm -hmm. I mean, now that makes sense. Yes. So... So I'm like getting a bunch of Kleenex and I'm like wrapping my my finger in the Kleenex. You need and some sterile gauze. Like, oh, <laughs> I need lots of things that I don't have in my my therapist's office. So uh, I'm like, I think this is too bad for me to take care of myself. I really have to. Maybe I should go to employee health, which is <laughs> upstairs. Um, and convenient that's upstairs. Also, well, I mean, we, it's a big building. We're a, we're a full healthcare facility. Um, uh, but I have a, a th- it occurs to me that it's 2.30 and I have a 3 o'clock appointment coming oh. in. I'm like, uh. Did you call, did you like hit the, hit the intercom? Grace, push my uh, 2.30 back to uh, <laughs> uh, 4 o'clock, please. Uh, I should have done, except oh, sorry, we, don't use an, we don't use an intercom. We use a, um, a Skype messaging system, so I have to type it. Oh, with your finger, yeah. Except when I go to type, I'm getting blood inside of the keyboard. Nice. Um, So I'm, and I know that because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to type a message to my uh, supervisor, because I typed a message to the employee health nurse, and she said, "Yeah, you need to come up here." I said, "Theoretically, let's say I had a friend, (laughs) theoretically, that uh, that cut her finger or his finger, whatever, Uh, and they worked here right now." And they, you know, couldn't take care of it themselves. <laughs> I, I particularly enjoy the image of you doing this while bleeding onto the keyboard. But oh, that's exactly what was happening. <laughs> I'm talking to myself out loud like a fucking moron. And uh, and she says, yeah, you need to you need to bring your or your friend needs to bring your supervisor up uh, with them. So I was like, okay. Uh, so I'm I'm typing to my supervisor and I'm not getting a response. And I'm like, hello, are you there? Hi. Um, okay. And so, so I like just, I knew that my, my friend was meeting with the supervisor at that time. So I went over there and I knocked on the door and I've got like my hand, like, like wrapped up like a burrito. And I said, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt your meeting. Um, but I, I, I do actually have to have you come with me to the upstairs. I have a little bit of a situation. And she's like, okay, so we go upstairs and the nurse is filling out the paperwork and she's like, okay, tell me how it happened. And I'm starting to tell her and she's like, and she's, and I see she's writing down like, um, Employee contraband, contraband, contraband. using a knife. And I was like, uh, cause, cause the, the, the threshold at our particular facility is, um, is three inches. Like you, you can't have a blade over three inches long. And this is, this is two and a half. And I know. Yeah, I think three... Isn't that just <clears throat> everywhere? Well, in Texas at large, you're technically allowed to carry a sword casually. As Oh, they did change year. that law. I didn't know but that. In, but, in, but in federal facilities, it's different. All the rules change in federal if facilities. If this you were. Can't, you can't conceal or open carry in a, in a, in a federal we don't, space. We don't even know what kind of space this is. I mean, you but if it were the, a federal facility... Yeah. Yeah, in general, federal facilities, you can't right. do that. that that's what the, I mean, you can't open carry. You can't do whatever else. But apart from that caveat, in Texas at large, you can carry, like, you know, swords and shit. 
guns, whatever. Which is what I'm going to go ahead and mark that number down. Okay, yeah, <laughs> just write that. So, so it's under it's under three inches. I know that. So, uh, so she's writing it down. She's like using a knife, and I said, "Can you please put like baby knife or like mini knife or Swiss knife. Army knife? Pen knife. It's a Swiss Army knife. Pen knife. Yeah. Uh, you know, registered or whatever, copyright." Uh, she's like, "No, it's it's fine." And I'm thinking, like, the police are going to come to my <laughs> office next week because um, we do actually have a police force there as well. So anyway, uh, this is like the second time I've had contact with this employee health nurse because the first day of work, as you remember, I bit it ankle. in the fucking parking lot and sprained my ankle. Yeah, that, <laughs> right. So, there had so, to they're, be so, so they're getting to know also. you well. Yeah. It's great. So anyway, they're, they're the accident prone employee now. <laughs> The the doctor I I probably am starting to look like I have Munchausen's or something. <laughs> so the the employee health doctor comes in and he's like, oh yeah, you know, uh, probably get some stitches because um, it's not work related. They don't, you know, they're not obligated to do anything and they can't tell me what to do. So they just give me medical advice and they wrap it up and. Um, the doctor, and, and I know what he was doing. He was trying to, like, relate to me. And he's like, uh, you know, I, I, have this, uh, I have this eight-year-old uh, daughter. And, uh, you know, she, she put her finger into, a, a, like, a Coke can and pulled it out. And it cut the finger all around. And you know how ladies are. My wife was like, we uh, have to go to the ER. Uh, and I'm listening. I'm like, mm-hmm, 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 uh-huh. And then he leaves the room, and then I turned to the employee health nurse, and I said, did he just say? And she said, yeah. He said, you know how ladies are. She said, I do my best with him, but I can only do so much. Mm. So anyway, uh, P.S. long story long, it bled and bled and bled, and then the next morning, I like the bandage had come off and looked like my, somebody had been murdered in my house. So you were bleeding all over your house? Yeah. So I had to go to CVS and before I went to work and get some, you know, get get some medical attention and all this stuff. P.S. Long story long, everything's fine. Uh, the flap probably will fall off at some point. She says as she's bleeding onto her desk, you know, it yeah. hasn't bled through this today yet, but it did today yesterday. yet. Those are those are. <sighs> you know, there's some like first aid kits with a like a suture thing. What? With there aren't there? Wait, I, I've never seen they a first like a aid kit. Is this true? I think so. so. I need one of those. Oh, um, you can get them. The the nurse actually said like, you okay, need well, stitches. we need to get a we need to get you a tetanus shot. And I was like, stop right there. I had one two years ago on this date because I stepped on a rusty nail in an abandoned building. And your Swiss so, Army knife theoretically is clean. So why would why would you need to get it? I mean, theoretically, shot? it it stays in my on my keychain. So yeah. who knows? But but it's definitely cleaner than the rusty nail I stepped on two years ago in Kentucky. So, P.S., long story long. Third time you said that. Don't worry. You have a tick. Well. <laughs> we all have the ticks, end. John. That we was my week. Ticks. There it goes. Break so, time? We'll mm-hmm. let you know when Megan's finger falls off, but until then, we'll be back. I mean, I don't need it. Hopefully it won't fall off on break. All righty. Enforce your boundaries. Are Fuck you yeah. Harder to do that. Can I just say fuck Maroon 5? 
<laughs> That's a good way to Is that it. your hot topic for the week? Uh, well, I think we only have one hot topic. There Breaking like news, Maroon ones. 5 sucks. Maroon 5 sucks. That Hawthorne guy should fucking resign. Uh, everybody should watch Ellen Page talk. Stephen Colbert last week was very good. Um, Trump says that his coloring is a result of good genes. What the fuck? Then why, why are the good genes working around his eyes? What's this huh? now? What's that? <laughs> I don't know about this. The White House released a statement that Trump's Oh, I'm so glad that the White House released Trump's an official coloring statement. coloring is a result of his, quote, good shit. genes. Basically saying that he doesn't, he doesn't sit his fat ass in a tanner. Sorry, I should have said fat ass. I take it back. His, his uh, body in a... Tanning bed. Honestly, John, you should apologize to uh, all the. I apologize. All, you should apologize I'm to sorry. all the Cheeto Americans you horribly, horribly insulted just now by implying but it's a, that like, our president's skin color was unnatural. Why, or I'm just so. I'm just so. Just I like. Years from now, they're going to look back at this time period and think, "How did? How the fuck did this happen?" Well, because that's our it's hope. clear. Like he lies about everything. It's clear that his skin tone is not the result of genetics, because around his eyes are fucking raccoon things that people get when they wear goggles to protect their eyes when they're in a sun tanning bed. Like, why do they think that we're fucking idiots? Why are they even fucking talking about this? I give uh, like negative shits about. How he looks compared to how many shits I give about how he acts. And I know how that impacts the rest of us. They're monsters. They're all monsters. Did you watch the video of the, of the baby being re- being returned to her mother? The the no, I didn't. It'll break your fucking heart. I, and now they're saying that uh, there there are thousands of babies that we can't find their parents to. Oh well, it's going to take too much time to to find them. Meanwhile, Palantir, the company that used to work for. Um, that does work for ICE and does a lot of other data mining and data acquisition works, a company owned by Peter Thiel, one of the cock monkeys of Silicon Valley, does an excellent job of tracking all kinds of other data in regards to biometrics, both of Americans' data and of people detained by ICE, but for some mysterious reason just wasn't contracted by the government or wasn't really concerned about gathering data about how to match children and parents after they separated. Just and meanwhile, Sarah Huckabee Sanders says that she thinks that uh, Trump was appointed by God. That God wanted Trump to be president. I did. No, like, okay, then why didn't God give him the popular vote too? Can we please, like, keep evangelicals as far away from the levers as power as possible so that we can stop under stop the possibility? You over there, pull that lever. Yeah, yeah. You're closest. Just do that. Why are we? Why are we giving? I've said this a thousand times. Why are we giving power to people who are pretty clear about? the, the fact that they are super excited about the rapture coming that is basically believers great non-believers you will all die and i need fact, to use the relaxed thing on my fitbit because it's i just can't do it anymore yeah. just i get so mad anyway so yeah hot topics this week that's done i'm done with my hot topics that's it that's we have one. yeah show's over oh, oh wait no you had something <laughs> that you want to talk about and we're gonna get the rest of the time too um we're gonna yeah. have to i'm gonna have to add remember to do a what's it called a is it CW or TW or both? Was it content warning, trigger warning? Yeah, probably. This is this, this, this is an intense one, guys. Because so, as uh, some of you may have been aware, there's a pseudo series we've been following here at Secretly Timid about masculinity. We talk often about cultures, uh, our, our pop culture, social undercurrents, narratives, whatever. But in particular, about uh, masculinity. 
and its effects and affects um, in our society. And one of the things that I've been contemplating recently and con- had to confront recently via just personal interactions with people and stuff in, in the ether altogether is shame, basically. Um, my understanding, anthropologically and socially, of shame is it's supposed to function as a way of ins- ensuring some degree of consensus. Like if you are bartering goats for whoever and you don't back up your end of the deal, it's not just a matter of so-and-so is mad at you, but the community at large is like, oh, so-and-so didn't pay so-and-so, so-and-so? What the fuck? So you are exercised or excised from the community or in some way socially censured excommunicated. or excommunicated or um, one of the reasons why solitary confinement is thought to be so terrible and evil is because literally we humans are social creatures don't function well we're ignored terrible and evil yeah so if you totally you know shun someone to the point where they no longer consider to exist that's that's pretty damaging shit we are social creatures by nature even you know we introverts and extroverts don't do, do well with being shunned actively so but basically the idea of shame being a method of enforcing a particular ethical or moral set in a given community or society. But what happens when the morals or ethics of a society are fucked? What happens when instead of... You mean theoretically, because we don't know any place like that. No. It's not like we have babies in cages. (laughs) No, no. But what happens when the underlying moral set of a a society is painfully diseased and or pathological? Um, What happens when the pressure of shame instead of in an ideal world, if someone is sexually assaulted, if someone is in a relationship that is highly problematic, if someone is subjected to some kind of oppression, if someone is treated unfairly, then when that assault or violation is made clear to people in general at large, shame is supposed to function to punish the person who did the wrong because everybody in society agrees that, that thing was wrong. But what if the inverse is true? What if the person who wants to voice that concern is pressured to not voice that concern because the society does not value justice. The society does not value equity. The society does not value people being made to feel safe. But the society values instead no one making waves. The society values people in being in power, staying in power. It does value people being safe, but it shifts Mm. from the... Victim to the perpetrator. Exactly. In this particular case. Betsy DeVos. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It it values basically the people in power not being made uncomfortable. Well, sexual assault on campus. She was more concerned about the boys that could be accused and not those that not the accusers. We really do have to think about our boys. So important. So important. But it's, 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 it's something I've been thinking about a lot lately and I've been forced to confront a lot lately insofar as spaces where, and it's not a matter of just blaming the society. It's a matter of the way we enforce that same code, even when we have the best of intentions. Um, in the uh, scene on radio series about men this past season, they devote an entire episode to a woman who she was, and I would definitely recommend listening to it regardless, this woman who was sexually assaulted by, assaulted by a former boyfriend. Basically, they were, they were dated, they were on the out and out. Um, she wasn't feeling well when they were out and about at a party. He offered to drive her home, um, went back to his place. He, he She followed him back to his place where he, she was going to take a nap. He lived close by, something of that nature. And they got back to his place and he gave her a drink that was laced with something. Um, 
she ended up, and super trigger warning for all the rest of the stuff, which we're going to add in the top of the episode as well. She was sexually assaulted by him and tried to get back to her car and made it home safely eventually. Um, but afterwards, the circle of friends that she was involved with and knew both her and this person were actively either ignoring the fact that it happened entirely or making light of the situation or were defending him. Everybody from her own mother to his mother to her close friends, male and female. And it's very much a function of, as, as Megan said, you know, we got to think about our boys. Even her, and she, she actually in this podcast interviews each one of her friends to interrogate them about like, so why did you do this? And their responses are invariably something along the lines of, I was thinking about, you know, how this is going to follow him for the rest of his life and how this would ruin his life and how the focus was much more on his well-being. And again, if you don't talk about it, it's not Not unlike the Kavanaugh hearings, huh? Mm. Uh, But underlining all of that, and I'm not saying that those weren't factors, but the the undertone is we, we wonder, like, how could we have misjudged this person mm-hmm. to get to a point where we don't believe that they could do this thing mm-hmm. that they are now being accused of having done? And uh, so it's, it, it could be seen as like a protection of self, mm. uh, which is part of the problem for sexual assault uh, survivors, right? Um, they think to themselves, uh, you know, I've spent a lot of time with this person. And it is almost always, I'm not saying always, but the majority of the time, somebody that they know, Mm -hmm. somebody that they've known for a little while, at least, in some capacity, and have come up with their own narrative about, as we do with everybody that we meet, Mm -hmm. and continue uh, to interact with. And so they think like, I spent time with this person. I, um, you know, I had this idea of them and in, and none of what they did. Um, and in the case of a survivor, none of what they actually did. And in the case of the person that's hearing about the story allegedly did, but, Mm -hmm. uh, none of what, what has happened, I could have seen them doing. To anybody, let alone somebody that they know. So uh, then it calls in the question, like, what is wrong with my judgment? Mm-hmm. Uh, Gaslight City ensues. Exactly. Like, am I a crazy... Uh, a lot of times it's a woman. Like, am I hysterical? Am I overreacting? Am mm-hmm. I uh, being overly dramatic? What will other people think? What will other people think is a very prominent part of the argument against standing up and saying hold on a second this is fucking bullshit and this is i'm gonna fucking call you out uh not just with women with men but uh but the you know the the being hysterical factor is Mm -hmm. i think maybe uniquely and it's it's interesting that this is uh this is unique to, I think, sexual offenses, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. in relation to other types of like you know, right. robbery. Somebody, or, yeah. yeah. If you're if you're like, uh, uh, hey, I was walking down the street and somebody mugged me. Mm-hmm. Nobody's gonna be like, uh, so did you have what were you like, wearing? Money hanging out of your pocket? Mm-hmm. Were you? Uh, 
wearing a lot of gold chains and flashing them yeah, and, paying, and tipping here? a lot at the bar while you're out that night. Exactly. Nobody says mm. that. So and sometimes I, I'm just thinking like, God damn, my 20s was just uh, a series of, was it sexually assaults? <sighs> I'm thinking of like one instance with one of uh, somebody I'm still friendly with um, where, you know, there are times when I had threesomes with, I was not sober mm. <laughs> at all where I woke up after the fact where I was like, oh, okay, that happened. And that experience I know has happened to other, like basically almost every gay man I know has been sexually assaulted in some way, shape or form to some severity mm. that it's so common where it's almost laughable. Where It's mm. like, yeah, that happened. I had a threesome with, with you know, Rick and Steve. And consent was like, consent was the not there. That we thought about. But afterwards, it's just funny when you wake up and you're like, oh, that happened. Mm. Okay, cool. We're still friends. Hopefully. Even well, actually, no, in this instance, we're, we're no longer friends. Yeah. But, uh, you know. But, but, and but, that's not, mm. that didn't just happen once. It happened a lot of different times. It's one of the reasons why I no longer drink. <laughs> I'm so, glad that that stopped <laughs> happening in your 20s. That's good. So, yeah. Well, not threesomes, just like threesomes that like surprise thieves, threesomes. Surprise, we're like, was this, was I, uh, pre- what's it called? Predated? Is that the right predated term? Predated upon. Predated upon? Because this was a couple where it was very clear that I was drunk, or is this just kind of like a, you know, whoopsie, that happened? I think the definition officially has changed. Yeah. To where if you are intoxicated during the action, Which you, is are, fucked you are up, legally... Because then what if, what if everybody's intoxicated? Or what if two people out of three are intoxicated, one yeah. wasn't? Yeah, it's one of those spaces that there needs to be more exhaustive discussion. And in gay culture, shit like that, uh, like, I mean, God, if I counted on, I couldn't count on both my hands, how many times my dick had been grabbed in bars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, because it's going to be permissive. Yeah, it's like if, I'm, that's not the handshake. That's not the gay handshake. If you but mug you or murder of... someone while you're drunk, you yeah. still get convicted. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I think that's one so. Of if the that's points. gay, I'm sure. I mean, how many times have women been grabbed when they? Because they all can't kung fu flip them like that one waitress. Every fucking so how many times time you just take it and be like, you know, of their house. Every fucking time. It's so common that it's not even like... Except you when you go to the grapevine. That's why I like the grapevine. <laughs> Noted. But that, if a, if a guy grabs your tits, it's probably gay, and he probably just thinks that that's okay, because that happens and, and too. It, it's still not okay. That that's happens too, and it's not okay. But It's not okay, but I, I, I do not feel like that's a threat <laughs> you know, to I've my had vagina. Women, I've had women say, it's okay if you want to grab my boob. And I'm like, I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. Why would, you, why would they even say that to you? I, boobs are not my thing. <laughs> Because I'm gay. Yeah, that's a whole other conversation about like. Sorry, you know, don't want to. Uh, well, no, 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 it's this. okay. But just a, a whole conversation about you know straight acquisition of or permutation of explicitly queer spaces. Um, but the, the the thing I keep on thinking about in regards to all this stuff is, um, and this is a debate I frequently had with a, an associate of mine was um, how humans operate in in the face of narrative versus rationale. We all like to think that we're logically operating creatures and think about things in fairly rational ways. When in reality, um, regardless of how much it may fly in the face of logic or rationale, if a narrative makes sense to us, and we've had previous experience with that narrative, we're more likely to cling to that narrative. Can we pause for a second? Because I just had a thought of something that Megan made me think of something that's going on currently in my life. The guy that I was thinking about that was in my 20s, that it's like we had a surprise th- threesome. Mm-hmm. 
this is a, spe- a specific person that I used to be friends with. We're no longer friendly. Um, I don't know why this happens, but just like you're talking about, like I thought I was a good judge of character. It's a lot of things have come out about this individual that are very troubling along with my circle of friends that Mm -hmm. I didn't know at the time where he had been very abusive to his past partners. I had no idea at the time. Um, Now I see, because I still follow this person on various social media platforms that he's now in a relationship with somebody else. And for a second, I thought I should probably, I don't know this person, but I just see that this is, you know, and they're tagging this person. So, and I thought I should, I should reach out to this person and say, just a heads up, be careful. And, and, and I didn't. Yeah, and yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Because I'm thinking in my head, maybe he's changed. Uh, it's not my yeah, place to do that. I was going to go super big picture, but I appreciate you bringing us back to the real everyday action of what do you do as an individual when you know someone is problematic and there's that pressure to not say anything because you perceived as... Everybody mm. fucking, everybody tiptoes around it. Like his former past partners will vague book it on Facebook about, you know, this former boyfriend that they had that fucked them up in the head big time. They don't, you know, I it's... and in addition to that, you at the time or like even after that, you you want to get away from it. You want to yeah. you want to disassociate yourself with whatever it is that's happened, and um, you don't. It's it's kind of like a like a survival mode mm-hmm. kind of oh, totally. uh, situation. I've... So, so mm-hmm. you, you only think about like, how can I get out of this? And mm-hmm. you don't think about the implications for anybody else. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <clears throat> and uh, sometimes you end up saying things that, that then later just add to the guilt that you already feel. Because you want to get away from that shame. Right. You just, you want to distance yourself as much as possible. No, I can't do this ask this person, and then you realize that that person is also potentially susceptible to this kind of abuse, and then you're like, well, fuck, I just set them up for it, mm-hmm. and now I'm part of the problem. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, yeah, there's... Uh, um, again, it comes back to shame, and the way shame is exists within us as humans in a capacity. It's supposed to be beneficial to the health health of our communities, but if the communities are running bad code, then they're going to keep on wielding shame in a fashion that's going to hurt victims. Silence only benefits the abusers. If you don't, and this is not to accuse any victims of not speaking out, because again, it's recognizing the fact that there's a tremendous amount of social force that is basically making it very difficult for you to speak out. But I'm trying to call out the fact that the shame exists, not try to shame victims into speaking up, but just to make more people aware of if you don't create an environment where your friends can't talk to you about these things, if you don't create an environment where you yourself aren't actively shaming victims in that capacity, if you don't or if you continue to create the kind of environment, if it's up to us to create the spaces where people can say things like this happened. It's up to us to listen, to believe women, to believe people that are assaulted and deal with it as it is, as though it was a mugging, as though it was something else, not some weird, well, you secretly wanted it or whatever else kind of bullshit. Oh, yeah. You hear that all the time. Well, uh, their body responded, so it can't possibly be rape. But it's like your body responded right. to protect you. Or, or you, Well, and I've mentioned this before on the podcast, um, especially when it comes, and this gives you, again, some idea of how deep sexual assault is in not just our culture, but our species, 
if you show uh, – there's this study a while back that basically showed that if you show a woman a series of arousing sexual images and a series of violent sexual images, in many cases you will still get what is considered to be, a, by, by a court of law or whatever, a vaginal lubricative response, which is thought to be by some women scientists to be, yeah, because that's how you protect your sensitive bits from being torn up by mm-hmm. repeated forceful friction. I also think that we use um – what we understand is violence as a um, like a, a demarcation, like uh, oh well, if there wasn't any violence involved, then it wasn't you know it wasn't malicious. It mm-hmm. wasn't uh, it didn't make a victim of anybody. It didn't it didn't hurt anybody. It was just a misunderstanding. If you weren't violent, if you weren't overtly violent with someone, mm-hmm. then you didn't really do anything wrong. Yeah, because that's the only quote legitimate rape as mm-hmm. a congressperson, is. right? Like yeah. a stranger breaks into your house wearing a striped shirt and a balaclava, and right? Shit. While you're you know watching a movie by yourself and drinking tea, mm-hmm. uh, and then they force their way into your vagina. And, uh, and you don't ask them to wear a condom because you don't want to catch whacked out diseases. Exactly. Uh, then, you know, very clear, obviously that's a rape. But come on now. Like, that happens. But very rarely. But it doesn't to happen very often. Uh, and all of the shit that happens, bef- you know, like around that happening is also legitimate. And this, like, whole, like, uh, here's a good guideline. If someone is fucking asleep, if someone is not responding, you should probably not continue oh. with your mission. Uh, I remember, I don't remember that singer's name, but who was accused of sexual assault. And he said, well, if you don't remember it, it didn't happen. Uh, remember, who was that? I, I guess remember, it doesn't really, I think it was CeeLo Green, but... That makes Please sense. tell me it was. Think, I oh, think it was. Christ. I could be. God damn it! I hope I'm not wrong. I should probably Google that shit. Um, but there's that mentality too. He was re- he was accused of sexual assault, regardless. So you're not wrong. If you about don't him remember, it yeah. didn't happen. That was that was. The, what's the what's the problem? Roofie, can't remember. Roofy life, yo. Roofy life. <laughs> okay, cool. But cool, anyway, cool. I just wanted to bring up that dichotomy: how we as individuals need to. Uh, 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 need to be more careful about how and to whom we apply shame and why and understanding that it can be a force for good if applied correctly and part of the problem is the environments we generate and the environment our society encourages us to generate and the big picture statement I was going to make was the narratives that we see we see plenty of examples of systems failing on television on law and order on whatever we don't see a lot of examples of systems succeeding because it's not quote good television or good dramatics or good whatever we don't see examples of how people do respond appropriately to that sort of thing. We don't see examples because there's no explicit statements, there's no validations of how to respond positively to those kind of situations because you need that like opposing narrative to fight against and show off how good and noble and kind and whatever your characters are. And that's fine, but why not we pick something else to show those attributes than how they are forced to respond to the way a shitty system handles sexual assault and or give more credence to the perspective that, you know, PD doesn't have to fucking care. EMS has to fucking care. Your therapist is going to ignore you. Your doctor is going to ignore you. If there are archetypes and examples of how people actually do this fucking properly on television and in movies, then maybe more people will be encouraged to handle it fucking properly. Do you know the worst perpetrator of that is? Is Law & Order Special Victims This Unit. is my point. That's the whole premise of this show. And I remember a couple, I don't watch it anymore, 
because I mean it's trash television. But a couple of seasons ago, when the guy the guy that 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 people have said that I kind of look alike, the, who's a new character, there was a sexual assault case, and he literally said the most problematic shit. Like, you know, well, she looked like she was wearing, like, something at, like, that caliber of, like, I cannot believe that a writer, writer's room people got together and had a detective say problematic shit about a sexual assault when he works on the special victims unit. You would think he would have fucking training. You would, you would think that, and, and that's, that's part of the problem. I remember tw- angrily tweeting, like, what the fuck? Not, 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 well, let's, Mark, let's be clear, who, who does, he does Law Order, whoever name, does it, yeah. but like, But to, to be clear, fuck? though, it's really important to acknowledge the fact that a lot of these shows, the actors in these shows, and the writers in these shows, are telling stories that need to be told to make folks aware that this stuff occurs. I'm not saying that the entire genre should be, you know, eradicated entirely. I'm just saying that there's a line between making people aware for the sake of communicating this thing exists and sensationalization. Those are two very different things that that line is frequently blurred. SVU stopped a long time trying to make people aware yeah. that bad shit exists and is now just, oh wait, this shit gets clicks and watches. We're gonna keep, let's see how fucked up we can get with well, this. Well, nearly like every single episode, Ice-T has to threaten a, 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 a perpetrator with, you know, if you go to prison, you're gonna get raped. As a joke, yeah. that happens a lot on that show too, I, that's and a, that's more really than funny that shit. And also, that show—it's so. I mean, they also try to cover up bad cops all the fucking time. It's like I don't understand. <laughs> like, there is—is is this yeah. show supposed to be anti-police officers? Or is it supposed, it supposed is. to be saying, "Hey, this is the way things should be," and this is the line I'm talking about? At this point, we can only—the only good characters of that show are the attorneys and like the prosecutor. What the fuck? I'm, I'm going to go back again to the to the Socratic dialogue, uh, or not Socratic dialogue, to the uh, Socratic arc that traditionally Greek tragedies took place along, i.e., uh, this is the um, uh, arc that Hamlet supposedly took place along, or several other plays of um, that era and before, where basically it is supposed to showcase the main character's flaws so as to exercise the audience yeah, the heroic, of that flaw. The, what's it called? Like the hor- heroic flaw of every character. Yeah, the, I remember the, having the, the, to the, you know, yeah. figure out, you know, and, what is and, it? And, that is allegedly what some of these stories are supposed to be doing, but all they're doing is glorifying it for the face of we enjoy watching that kind of conflict. And what it does is it normalizes that as being this is the way the world is, as opposed to showing, I'm not saying go super utopian all the way. I'm not saying going super Batman gritty, whatever, all the way. You can portray reality, but you can also say these are the standards that we hold ourselves to and would like to see continued into the future as far as how we treat humans, period. How we treat life. How we treat people. I have to apologize to your neighbors. I just noticed that your window's open and I've been screaming this entire episode. I'm sorry. Fuck those guys. (laughs) Just the one downstairs. Everybody else is fine. Um, I think also we should mention that um, apologizing for something after the fact does not absolve you (laughs) of... The shit that you've done. Especially the apology is shitty to begin with. Uh, I might have worn blackface when I was impersonating Michael Jackson. I'm sorry. I shouldn't resign. My bad. My bad. I had no idea. Does not cover all of the bases. (laughs) And and it's it's not retroactive. So... um, the, uh, Do we want to go over again what constitutes an apology that actually is an apology? That's a, that's a good question. Um, um, not to I say mean, it could be an like, apology. Well, I mean, you can choose not to accept this, it, this and that's also, perfectly what I'm saying. It's not to say that a, a good apology has to be accepted, but uh, just be clear uh, on what uh, a good okay, apology well, consists of. Uh, I mean, 
most basically not doing it in the first place is <laughs> a good start. Yes, is is my favorite kind of apology. That is, that is an excellent kind of <clears throat> apology. I concur. Um, so if you have a time machine, just go ahead and do whatever the fuck you want. Go back and kill yourself, <laughs> and then kill yourself. <laughs> yes. Uh, secondly, the the next best apology is um, identifying exactly what it is that you did for which you should be apologizing. And then apologizing for it and saying why you're sorry for that thing. Mm-hmm. Not, which is, which is, first of all, if you get a fucking apology, which is not Come. often, mm. um, but when you do get apology, an apology, usually it's um, uh, really like a watered down version of, or I'm sorry that you feel bad I'm sort sorry of thing. If I hurt your feelings. Right. If I did. Um, that is, uh, that's worse than, I mean, arguably worse than not apologizing at all. Just, just don't fucking bother. Do not contact me if you, uh, want to pretend like you don't know exactly what it is that you've done wrong Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. that just, that just makes it worse. Mm -hmm. So, um, so, so to answer your question, I mean, at that point, after the whatever it is has been done, apologizing for what you know, what you absolutely know is wrong that you have done. Because this is not like, I can't think of a situation where it's like, oh, I didn't know that I wasn't supposed to, you know, fuck that person that was sleeping or that person that was that was drunk and not conscious or uh, that person that said no, Mm -hmm. you know that what you did was wrong. Both of the parties involved in that situation. No, have like, there's a fucking consensus whether you want to admit it or not. It's there. So Mm -hmm. just go ahead and do that. Don't fucking work up to it. Don't first say like, Oh, I'm sorry I did this thing and it was totally platonic and, and friendly, and I'm sorry if you misinterpreted that. Don't Shit. fucking start with that bullshit. Just say, what I did was wrong. This is what it is that I saw was wrong. And I'm sorry. And I'm not going to do that to another person again. That's probably the best you can do after it's happened. Can I add on to that? Yes. Um, and being accepting of the consequences of that action be it the person not forgiving you be it the person choosing to press charges and you're not pleading fucking not guilty in court does not absolve it, you exactly the all the apology is is saying i said it, i was sorry mm-hmm. it, it, all, all the apologies do it the, the apology is supposed to be an act of making yourself vulnerable ideally Making you as vulnerable as you made the person that you transgressed feel, in my opinion. If you can get into that space, good for you. The next step is accepting what happens as a result of your being placed in that space. If the person who you've transgressed deigns to give you mercy and you're free and clear and your apologies accepted, their apologies accepted, great. If the person chooses to not accept your apology and attempt to bring authorities to bear on the situation, great. That doesn't mean you... And then that's the most stinging part of some of these celebrity-ass apologies or personal bullshit apologies from friends that do fucked up shit is that a lot of them are couched 
to, hey, I made this statement that's supposed to make things better, but it doesn't actually leave you vulnerable and open to the consequences to for, for what you did. It's an unfortunate parallel that I'm about to make, but in my opinion, it's akin to um, not wearing a condom mm. and then blowing your load and then finding out that the woman is pregnant and being yes. like, oh, you know what? I don't really want to do this or whatever. So very true. Not my problem. That's not how that works. Nope. We and as men are responsible for that entirely. In that case, I mean, at least legally speaking, I'm not saying in practice this is what happens, mm-hmm. but legally speaking, you are on the hook for that shit. Mm-hmm. If she wants to pursue it. Uh, so I don't know why this is any different. No. Because your load wasn't involved, because there wasn't a quote-unquote life because that you was were, yeah, because created or whatever bullshit. None of this would have happened if you hadn't orgasmed. So, or if, if we right. hadn't orgasmed. So oh, I mean, like, if we shoulders. can't prove that you, like, you know, got what you were looking for, then... I mean, if we didn't... If it didn't go all the way, mm. then you didn't get your money's worth, so... Shit. You can, uh, you can get it back. It's like the first 20 minutes of a movie that you oh, no, realize no, no. you to, to, didn't want to see. I'm, exp- I'm referring explicitly to the, to the idea of someone possibly becoming pregnant that it, in, in that particular case of orgasm. From the act of penetrative sex altogether, be it you know, in, in being consensual versus unconsensual, yeah. that's a whole other issue. No, oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely it is. But I'm... I just... Ah... It, it that that is not the threshold for um responsibility mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh you know like biologically impregnating someone is not yeah. the threshold like you affect people before that shit ever happens mm-hmm. and maybe you're a fucking robot or you love this you know male normative alexithymia or whatever the fuck and you know that's cool for you or whatever but it's not cool for everybody everybody else and uh it's uh, a fundamental denial of responsibility yeah man like just be like your reality isn't everyone else's reality i know i i say that in therapy like well you're you know if you think it's a big deal it's a big deal but that is you know that is what we're talking about the ultimate privilege being able to force your reality upon other people exactly like well if you know if i think it's real it's like it's the fucking like straight white male uh upper middle class reality like well if it exists to me then it's a thing and if If it it doesn't exist to me then it doesn't exactly then that's not like, real. you know, your feelings because I only experience rage and lust or, you know, anything else outside of the matrix doesn't exist because I don't see it. I don't experience it. Exactly. And I, I think it's also important to reiterate that it, you know, like man or woman, if this kind of shit happens in your life, like if you're in your teens, if you're in your twenties, if, if you're in your thirties or forties or fifties, like doesn't really like i don't know that we get any like i don't know that we i don't know that we get to a point any of us like the most emotionally intelligent people that we can think of still fuck this up (laughs) i don't know that they can avoid this type of thing from happening and and i think that's important because you know when when this sort of shit happens and i'll go ahead and say that it's happened recently to me, you you don't like you think like well I'm you know in my late forties and or my late thirties and 
I, you know, this has happened before. This isn't the first time I should have seen this. And this is what I do for a living and whatever. It's that fucking insidious. <laughs> We're born, bred, raised, and steeped in it. This is not to excuse any of us from our behaviors. It's to understand why it is that it's easy to miss. And it's to understand how it is that much more important that it is confronted and talked about and choked the fuck out of wherever, we, wherever and whoever we see it in because it hurts a lot of people. It hurts all of us in some way or another. But yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about today because we can all do better. We just have to want to and do something about it. How about that local sports? <laughs> Singing like a They're amazing. <laughs> Singing a palate cleanser. I heard that they wrong. won the game. <laughs> well, isn't there, isn't there a sports ball game today? Wait. Do yeah, you know what? That's enough. I forgot to mention it during my rageful what? first act. While I was at Target, after somebody was patronizing to me, while I was checking out the checkout, I do the self-out checkout because I don't like communicating with people. And this, uh, the Target employee, that's, that's her main job there is just to make sure you're not stealing shit. She kept up to me and she said, are you going to watch the Super Bowl? And I looked at her and I said, we can be sued for using that phrase. Yeah, what was your response? I want to know that. No, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) What's my response? Am I going to watch the what? (laughs) What's that now? Did you you go on about the increasing incidence of it's mostly black players owned by white owners or the idea that like you know literally they're breaking down their bodies for the amusement of the masses and did you say increasingly hey there are a couple of black owned teams out there okay <laughs> no, fine. But when people do say when they when they say well what are they complaining about they're they're getting made millions so i say well, fuck you mm-hmm. what do you think the owners are getting paid because yeah. that motherfucker is just buying another yacht yeah so don't say just because they're they're paid well mm-hmm. that 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 means that they should shut the fuck well, up. Well, hold on a minute, John. Because their their later years, paid, so. their later years are terrible. This is like progress that we're seeing here. We're being consistent. All of their here. later yeah, years totally. are terrible. Like they are they are they are fuck. Like, have you seen any of those football players in their older years? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're like oh, their minds the, mush with the CTE. Yeah, yeah. And then they like fucking they kill themselves or they kill their families and then they kill themselves or they go into like total dementia at forty five, uh, and then they only can diagnose CTE after, uh, the fact after by death. Their like, yeah. Like talk about that. The wrestler Chris Benoit, he was an excellent athlete. Concussion after concussion after concussion. Because his finishing move in the WWE was a fucking headbutt mm. off the oh top God. rope. Holy mm. shit. He like killed, a real one? Yeah. He killed his wife. Not like a fake one. His son. Ooh, that And guy. himself. I did hear about that And guy. He, he is scrubbed from, from history, WWE history. Yeah. Scrubbed. Yeah. So let's also go ahead and file it under our subheading of toxic masculinity in addition to the conflation of all of that. The, the military in their infinite wisdom essentially harnessing all of that competitive energy and fierce intensity by doing flyovers and associating that with patriotism because let's not forget we didn't start doing the national anthem thing um, that Kaepernick got crucified for until the last 10 years. So. If, you, if you guys... Not not you two here at the table, but if you guys, if America loves patriotism so much, you should really love Tom Brady. And I, 
I get the impression that, that people don't really mm. love him. So or the Patriots. You guys are not Patriots. What's the other really fucking communists? What's the other team? I think it's in the there? Rams this year. I don't fucking know. I don't know. I don't care. I'm not watching that I, shit. I'm, I'm not either. The last so, time I watched it, I watched. I only watched the halftime show because it was Lady Gaga, and I thought I had to watch it. And even then, I was like, I don't. I just. I don't care. Man, I've watched, did she send you a, um, a an email or something? I did. I watched the one with MIA when she flipped off when Madonna was on there. Man, I, see, I, I usually two. like. I watched like the Prince the... one, which is arguably one of the greatest of all time, and I've watched the Beyonce, <gasps> Beyonce one. Beyonce one was good. Yeah, it was good. And all the folks like, oh my god, Formation is this like black extremist anthem. All those Black Panthers out there. I was like, so tell me, how many uh, crosses did the Black Panthers burn? How many police officers did the Black Panthers allegedly kill? How Just many? That one. I'm, I'm saying though, <laughs> comparatively speaking, if we're gonna talk about extremists like put the clan the black panthers up side by side yeah. any fucking day of the week how many like you know angela davis did, did not do that man don't be started about angela or asada or any of that shit don't uh, be hey i've never seen a, a super bowl halftime show oh i've never watch- seen a super bowl anything neither with aerosmith and Brit- i feel like that weird- makes me better than you oh let's also not oh, forget that um janet jackson slash uh what's his name justin Nipplegate, timberlake yeah. the Nipplegate the thing. thing so um uh there was a, some random article a while back that pointed out that number one obviously justin timberlake's career is just fine but uh number that two she, that, her uh, that was essentially the end yeah. of janet jackson's career here in the u.s and not only was that really and yeah. that, that was the thing that precipitated it but not only that but that a large portion of the degree of vitriol directed against her wasn't just your standard issue um uh, misogyny and whatever but also it was directly uh contributed to by les moonves and not at no, all yeah. affecting justin Timberlake. yeah he's he, he fucking did another, another halftime show he's so, so terrible yeah. i hate him i hate all of them i don't understand why the gays like Wait, some gays like justin Timberlake. This supposed he's to be not even cleansing? that attractive i feel like we should start with like a like a baseline of hate and then work like, our way to the people good have good to work them that's how i yeah i I'll like Jay, the day. what was the the only one in instinct that i thought was marginally attractive because that's all we can base them on because i don't even know if they're really a talented group because i was never really into that kind of music was that what was his name jc chavez i, I, I never chavez? i can probably I, name one in sync song the other like heads yeah the only uh-huh. one i know is bye 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 <laughs> Wait, there was that Same other. Here. What was the one where they were on the train? Was that uh, Bye Bye Bye? Bye 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 is the bye, only bye, bye. one I know. I have no. I don't know yeah. any other NSYNC song. I'm sorry, I can't. do Will it. you say it the way they said it? No. Okay. <clears throat> Baby, bye bye bye. There it is. There you go. All well, right. So, so that, that's yeah. a good. Uh, that's a good closing. I that's, think. Probably, that's probably. Baby, yeah. bye bye bye. Let, let's <laughs> close on that. Enjoy let's. the song "Jacket" by Carsey Bland. I'm so sorry, Carsey. Next time we have a. Uh, uh, do you want to be on single? the show? We would love to have you. <laughs> I would actually would love it. She, I think she's going to be performing at the Kessler. I'll, I'll well, Christ, come out. over here. Yeah. You're invited. Christ or her? <laughs> Let's Which do one? this. Oh, not no. Jesus is on a long waiting list of people that want to be on the show. Like he's at the bottom. Check. <sighs> this is because it's been such a serious episode. And her song is just so fun. It's gonna. Then she is. Our, it sounds good. like she, she is, is our the palate, palate cleanser. cleanser. So thank you for being our palate <laughs> yes. cleanser. Thanks so much. All right, do the metal. Am I? Am I doing yep. it? <laughs>
Am I doing oh, wait, no, it? no, yeah. no. First, you got to do the contact information. Oh, right. Oh, hey, yeah, yeah. I can be reached at O underscore T underscore N underscore O on the Twitters. John can be reached at John Lee Hart. That's spelled J O N L E E H A R T. It's important because there's 16,000 ways to spell John and Lee and Hart. Megan can be reached at Meg the Merciless. If she ever longs on and checks it, we can be reached at Letters of Secretly Timid or on our Instagram at the same name. No hyphen, no space, no weird stuff. And also, Jeffrey. Oh, right. And, and Megan actually does check her Instagram right now and again. That's Jeffrey Crayon spelled the weird British way. G-E-O-F-F-R-E-Y. Is that it? Correct. Crayon. C-R-E-Y-O-N. I hope everybody knows how to spell crayon. Man, I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. Anyway, okay. Good, good, good. Bye. Thinking I need to live.